want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide, Six Steps to Infuse Storytelling into Your Live Videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Okay, friends, my guest on today's podcast is Jenny Barber. She is trained in both emotional freedom techniques and the Watkins method of echo tapping. Jenny loves helping women and some men like me clear unwanted emotions, deal with past traumas, and reprogram their limiting beliefs by helping their inner children. It's a fascinating episode. And you'll learn what is tapping. Spoiler alert, it's not a dance like I thought it was. How does it work to shift energetic blocks? There's science behind it. And why you will want to try it. With my guest Jenny, of course. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Jenny Barber. I am so excited to have you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell all my listeners where you are in the world. Oh, I am in Scotland right now. I am in Fife, which is just opposite the water from Edinburgh, looking out across the gorgeous glittering sea in the gorgeous sunshine, which is not normal, I have to say. <laughs> and you all, it is gorgeous because she just right before we came on, she flipped her camera so that I could see this gorgeous view that she has, which is why I was like, tell everyone where you are, because it was so incredibly beautiful. So you live in Scotland. I do. But tell me your journey and what it is you've been doing that you were doing in your life for nearly 12 years. You were a nutritionist. Is that right? I was, yes. I'm from here. I'm back in my hometown, but after doing my master's in public health nutrition, I spotted an advert for a job down in England and applied and got it and moved there and was there for 12 years. Never lost my Scottish accent, although I have been accused of getting very Englified on occasion. And my dad's like, you need to come home for a holiday. You're sounding too English. <laughs> so you had this career as a nutritionist. And was it with one company or were you with clients or how did it, that work? Um, yeah, it's all with one company. I was part of a nutrition team for a very large weight management organization. In fact, the largest in the UK. So part of a team that supported all the, the called them consultants who run our weekly groups, because essentially it is a weight loss club. So people come every week and they have an eating plan and there's psychological support and then obviously the support in the group. But my job was making sure like all our health advice within our books was completely up to date, going to conferences, talking to health professionals. Oh, all sorts. <laughs> it was a very, very wide and varied job, and it was a really good fun. At what point did you say, okay, this is good, because it, like you said, it was a wide, varied job, but I need to do something else. I need more, or I need a, sh I need a change or a shift. Oh, yeah, tricky. I mean, because the, the job was so varied, that's what kept me there so long, because mm -hmm. there was very little scope for boredom, because there's always something different to do, which is fantastic. I think what happened, and I'm sure, well, our mutual friend Morgana 
um, said to me was what happened was I came across a free webinar for some tapping and I was like okay I've done this out of books years and years ago and it kind of fell by the wayside but I did a free webinar and I the lady it was with cured me of my chocolate spread addiction in one go and I was like ooh, I like this <laughs> and ended up joining her training program and at that point Morgana was saying, well, you know, if you weren't ready to do something different, you wouldn't be wanting to do the training. So it kind of put the seed there. And then lockdown happens. And usually we get to come home to Scotland every six to eight weeks. But with lockdown, it was five and a half months. And when I managed to come up for a week in August between lockdowns last year, I was like the last day when I was coming home, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to go. (laughs) And my hubby he had not been able to come up holidays. So the second the, the small people fell asleep in the back of the car, I was on the phone going, we need to move. And that was it. Really. Wow. And that, and that was it. Yeah. So, okay. Tapping. I want to talk about tapping. And here's the thing. I have to tell you the story because many, many moons ago, many years ago, somebody said to me, what do you know about tapping? And I was like, well, I've been tap dancing since I was 12. What do you mean? What do I know about tapping? And they're like, no, Nick, not tap dancing, tapping, EFT. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Now, this was a while ago. Now I do. But explain to anybody out there who's like, what is this tapping that she speaks of? What is tapping? Well, tapping is kind of like a mixture between cognitive psychology, so talking about our emotions, bringing them up that way, and then Chinese acupuncture, except it's very inconvenient to carry needles around and stick them in your face. So we use acupressure instead by tapping on meridian points of the body's energy system instead. And by doing that, we can send messages to our brains to send the happy hormone serotonin to our fight or flight center in our brain and calm down those emotions that we are having. So you had mentioned that for you, it was like this chocolate addiction. Yeah. So it can be anything from a chocolate addiction to something more traumatic and severe. Is that correct? That you can work through? Yeah, absolutely. So you can use EFT for any number of things. You can use it for phobias. You can use it for childhood traumas. You can use it for, say, as a a sexual trauma. And I'm, I'm classing that very widely. So anything from somebody looking at you funny and making you feel uncomfortable in your body up to full blown, really, real nasty things. You can use it. So there's been a very wonderful video of a girl who was afraid of rice and mice and rats, and they were doing it specifically. They knew that she was afraid of it. It was part of a conference, and they had a rat on cue to test it at the end. And she was describing at the beginning, like, what would you do if a rat, if we brought a rat in here? She's like, well, I'll be tipping over the table, and I would be out that door. I would be need to getting away from it. And after a few rounds of tapping on on this fear she was able to bring see the rats and touch the rat and was like oh he's really quite cute so you know you can have dramatic changes just in a very short amount of time and that's why I love it so much it's so quick and so easy and okay so what does EFT stand for exactly well it's emotion techniques and it was developed by a man called Gary Craig 
and Gary developed it from a man called Roger Callahan, and he was the first one who kind of discovered it and put it together. But his techniques are a little bit different. He called it thought field therapy. So it was more thinking, but and using specific algorithms for different emotions. Gary trained with him and thought, well, his background was engineering. And if you know engineer, always about trying to whittle things down to the simplest possible way of doing it, keeping it clean, keeping it, you know, lean. And instead of having all these different algorithms, he says, well, why don't we just hit every single spot all the time? And just, you don't have to remember which one's which for each emotions. Let's just go around and do them all. And that's how EFT was born. And he called it emotion freedom techniques and was more about speaking things out loud and using all the points all the time to keep it simple. So what are those points? How many, how many are there? Oh, gosh, I'll have to count them. Um, so... <laughs> You're like, nobody's asked me that before. I don't know nobody's how many. Asked me that one. So um, the points that we use, we use the, like, the karate chop point, which is the side of your hands. And then when we're tapping, we use that at the beginning. And when you're tapping round the points, you've got the inner edge of your eyebrow. So that's one uh, outer edge of your eye, <laughs> under your eye. I'm counting. Nick's laughing at me now because I'm holding my fingers up to kind of twinkle around. <laughs> under your nose, a point in the middle of your chin, uh, your collarbone, um, under your arm, and then top of your head. So eight points. Okay. Eight. Apart from, <laughs> apart from the karate. Oops. Apart from the karate. Apart from the karate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Really I can't believe I've never thought about that before, about counting them. I was like, yeah, we just go around and we just do that. Well, it's so rote for you now because you've been doing it yeah. for so long that it's just rote and you just do it and you do it with your clients, yeah. right? Yeah, because I, truth be told, for everyone out there in uh, that are listening, all all of you that are listening, I've actually come to, gone to Jenny, come to Jenny, gone to Jenny. What's the right, the proper word there? I have gone to Jenny. It's, I've had a session. There we go. I've had a session <laughs> yeah. with Jenny. And it was a very powerful session for me, both in terms of of release and emotional release, as well as sort of the attachment to what it was that I was working on the release. It was really, really a very powerful experience. So I hear people out there going, okay, so you're hitting yourself, tapping yourself. (laughs) You know, it's not hit, you're tap. Okay, you're tapping yourself. But is there any scientific evidence that that this works? Like, is there science behind this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you might guess, I've well, my, my, I've got two degrees. Both are science degrees. So I've got a physiology and sports science degree, and I've got a nutrition degree. So as you might you know, surmise from that, I'm a very science-based person. There's an awful lot of masculine energy going on in my brain, or there was before I started this. <laughs> and I was like, hmm not sure about this I want to see the evidence and the first book that I ever had on tapping was Roger Callahan's book Tapping the Healer Within and in there they've got chapters and chapters showing the evidence that they have for it showing the studies that they've done there's lots of studies being done on Vietnam veterans that's the most powerful one for me so uh, vets getting took their normal talking therapies to deal with all the awful things that have happened to them and that they've had to do and then that plus tapping and the results in their anxiety are just dramatic if you're looking at a graph the guys who are doing talking therapies yet comes down a little bit and kind of levels off the guys who are getting tapping as well comes right down and stays down and you're like that that hit it home for me I was like "Mm, okay there's something there's something here and people are branching out all the time and doing more and more studies into it and yeah I love it (laughs) 
what kind of results do you see with your clients? Like what has, what has been something that you're like, wow, that has been amazing. I have sessions like that all the time, all the time. I've had um, one lady who had the classic of I'm not good enough. And I took her back because I should mention that the the brand of EFT that I do is slightly different from your regular EFT. In regular EFT, you're doing lots of talking and trying to drill down to find the exact label for the exact emotion that you are having so that you can can tap on it. The words are really important. What I do, because I was trained by a lady called Brittany Watkins, who developed her methods for emotional eating because she tapped for years and years and years and couldn't get it to work for that side and she ended up kind of combining inner child work with EFT and that's what I do and I use it for absolutely everything so for this particular lady I'm thinking about I took her back to a situation in her early teens and it was something to do with her mother and her mother not giving her what she needed at the time and the feeling when we finished obviously she had a a very large emotional release which is I, I love when that happens you're like yes things are working and at the end she called me a witch I was like excellent I love that compliment I will take that one <laughs> she's like you're I like, what witchcraft is this what did you do and I saw her and we talked about it this and it must have been four months later five months later and she mentioned to me it's like you know what that thing we worked on is completely gone completely gone still gone all this time later like this is now a lady who didn't manage to finish her degree because she went to have a baby and is now all grown up and was like well I'm going back to uni she would have struggled to go and do that to go and be whatever you do writing essays and doing assignments as a grown-up working mother with another job as well and she's like boshing them out going, yes, I can do this. I I deserve this. I'm good enough for this. And that really touched me. Wow. That's beautiful. And yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. And you sort of answered it is that what are the long-term effects? Is this something that you like, say, a, a chiropractor that you have to keep going back, right? Or is this something that once it sort of shifts, the emotion shifts, that then you're sort of sort of, I don't want to say good, but you, that, that, but it's something that has sort of found its own sense of healing. No, it's absolutely that the, the effects are lasting. Quite often we find that it's people's limiting beliefs are the problem. And these beliefs are created quite often when we're, when we're quite small. And if we go back and, and deal with that situation where the limiting belief was created and heal that little person inside of you that you've been carrying along as a little kind of frozen in time little person and heal them and bring them back with you healed the the way you feel about that limiting belief can change there and then sometimes if you're doing something particularly traumatic if it was a very traumatic experience you might depending on people's emotional release during the tapping session we might miss an aspect Mm. and they might not feel that things are completely resolved, but you can go back and if you find that aspect, um, for instance, I've worked with a lady on an assault and we dealt with the attacker, we dealt with the assault and she wasn't quite feeling great at the end. I was like, there's something still there. And we went back a few days later to do it and it, it was an image of seeing her blood on some fabric that had kind of bored into her brain. And we went and we dealt with that 
and then there's, it was resolved. So if something's particularly bad, you might not catch all the aspects in one go. But after going back and dealing with all, making sure we've caught all those aspects, that instance is no longer an issue for her. That's so interesting. And I think, you know, for all the business owners out there, we talk so much about limiting beliefs in the online space and the business space and finding ways to manage those so that you can shift them is vital to your success in your business. It's because you, as the personal brand, are bringing yourself to it, right? You bring every the totality of who you are to your business and so by delving into these, you'll have this leg up in, in the sense of those blocks that are in your way that when you remove them, you're able to work through and then ascend, ascend your business ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you're, if you're a small business owner and you're, we're all working from home, imagine so you could be a parent, you could be your a sibling, you've got you've got the relationship that you have with your clients, you've got your relationship you have with your friends. That's a lot of different people you are already. So imagine if you are working in your business and then one of your friends is interested and you're like, okay, well this is I've got two different people going on already. And then imagine something triggers you so that one of your little people, one of your your echoes of your smaller self, or like an inner child pops up and goes, Hello, look at me. This is this is making us remember something that we weren't too keen on at the time. You know, we've already got multiple things going on. If you can deal with the inner child and heal them, then it can reduce the clamor and have you let you have more clarity on where you need to go and what you need to do and just to help you feel better in what you're doing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with this because, you know, I, I deal... I um, work with my one-on-one clients a lot with their inner children, and I have my own whole set of kids that I hang out with inside, you know. And the tapping I found when we did when we did the work together was a tool to mm. really access that emotion, to really access what was underneath. And it was so powerful. I just want to keep telling people how powerful the experience was. For anybody out there who's a little like, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. What is this? You tap your face. You tap You tap under your you know, your armpit. What is that? I, I would say go, it's, it's an act of surrender, ultimately. There yeah. is this sense of, of letting go. Yes. And part of that experience of the tap is that it... it it almost precipitates that. It, it allows that in a way. Yeah, absolutely. If you're working, so say like the way I would get in to where we need to go for some people. So say if you had an issue mid-morning, you knew you were supposed to be starting work, but there was always this time of day when the procrastination would slip in or you'd be going like, well, I'll just go do this. So I'll go, I'll go do my laundry or I'm going to have a snack. And it's the same thing every day. And you're like, well, there's, there's a reason for that. Something is causing you to do it. You know, you know, you want to be working. You want to be getting where you need to go, but something's just holding you back. So by focusing on that feeling of going, oh, anyone should be starting work, but I don't want to. You're, we can follow that back and see what needs to be dealt with. Your brain knows where you need to go. And and usually it's an inner child. Sometimes it's a a, a younger version of your adult self. But yeah, we can go straight back there. Your brain knows what you need and it will take you there quite happily. Oh, I love that. Your brain 
knows what you need. That is so good. Mm. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is that like when we go there to your inner child, it's like, well, we get you to get in your body so you can feel what you felt, see what you saw, hear what you heard. And I say, tell me what's going on, even if you think you're making it up because of brain. If you don't have that full memory, if your brain's not letting you access the full memory, it still knows what you need. And if you need to make it up, make it up. And you hold space so well. You know, that was one of the things that I was most, you know, I've been in spiritual circles for many, 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 many years. And one of the things that I most honored and loved about about our experience together was how well you held space. And I think it's really important that if you are going to try tapping, and if you don't go to Jenny, but you should go to Jenny, but if you don't go to Jenny for the experience, that you find somebody who knows how to hold space, that knows how to really be there. I mean, I think part of it is that you are so studied, that you do have both that uh, right and left brain or, you know, masculine, feminine energy balance. And I think that it's really important for anybody out there, if you're going to find somebody to, to work with, that they have that. Yeah. And have the time to do it. You can't rush these things. Some people will go through them really quickly. Sometimes you can be there a long time. There's a lot of things to go through and there's a lot of emotions to release. You've just got to find someone to just take that time give you what you need because some like I said some people for when we did our session I thought you were actually really quick because you talk to your inner children all the time (laughs) so you know what you're doing and for but someone if you've not done this kind of work before sometimes it can take people a little bit more time to get into it and to embrace what needs to be done and you've got to just allow that process to happen so that they can have the the shifts that they require leases that they require in order to to resolve whatever it is you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really, really important. So, okay. You are back now in Scotland. You now have this new business. How does that feel? Fantastic. I love it. Absolutely love it. I was doing, I did training all the way through, like before even lockdown started, we'd already started um, training, but we ramped it up during lockdown. I was tapping every night of the week. I've got had four buddies in three different continents. We we're t- doing sessions pretty much every night of the week, sometimes two, three hours long working on each other because you still learn when you're doing your own work because you're get, picking up techniques from other people and their, ta- their takes on things. Ugh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of tapping. And I was part of a Facebook group for some other little training courses I was doing. And somebody wrote down that they were having issues with people not listening to them. They always feel that people don't listen and they keep pivoting what they're doing because they've got all this great advice to give, but nobody ever takes it. And I piped up going, me, 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 I can help, I can help. <laughs> so I ended up with a, with a kind of messenger group of all these ladies are going, oh, I'm interested. What are you talking about? And I did a little demo with a lady who's in New York and posted it on a private YouTube for all these other ladies who had said, no, I would like, I'm interested to see what that is. And from that, I got a client. One of the therapists who was in that little group referred me a lady going, I think you can help the girl that I'm working with. And I got my first client in what May last year. And I've only just stopped working with her. So that's almost a full year of working with this lady. And she's just going to take a little break right now because she has an ongoing problem that's not going to be fixed with tapping she needs because she has anorexia so she's gonna she needs an awful lot more of a help but this is a help for the day-to-day basis stuff and some really great shifts 
And from that, I was telling, like I said, our mutual friend Morgana all about it. And Morgana's done tapping before as well. And I ended up doing some sessions with her. And she went, hmm, would you like to be an associate practitioner in my year long program and do some tapping sessions throughout the year? So I did that. And then eventually through that, we're now working with clients together. And because I've got that, uh, I was able to leave my job when I decided that it was definitely time to come home. And I can say the rest is history. After that phone call saying, hubby, you need to come home. He's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's happened. It's interesting because when you hear that, it's happened very quickly. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. And yet having been having we've already gone through this having had a session with you I was gonna say I was gonna go through the whole gone come having had a session with you yeah (laughs) you're incredibly talented and this is what you were born to do it's very clear to me and so that is why it's happened so fast you would you became you you came into alignment and you have all this wealth of knowledge and experience before yeah you know that those degrees led you that time doing all those different things led you with all working with all different kinds of people so that you understood people, because I think you understand people really well. And so it all sort of led you to this moment where you found this technique yes. and that and the technique became the tool to do all the work that you were meant to do. Yeah, absolutely. I completely feel that because something just clicked and you're like, from, from that first free webinar that I did, I went, I can do this. You know, you just, you, you just try something out and you're like, yes, I can absolutely do this. <laughs> And you just had to do it. I just had to do it. And now you have a lucrative business. And I think that's really inspiring. And I want people to realize that it can happen that quickly. Yeah. It can happen in that moment. And life can change very, very fast for you if you find the alignment. Yeah. And part of it was a little bit scary because, I mean, the job that I was in, that was my first nine to five job. Fair enough. I started late because I did some playing about in Europe, teaching, uh, sailing and cooking in ski chalets and things like that. So I came to like the nine to five quite late on, but you can absolutely completely change what you're doing in your late thirties. I mean, I've just turned 39. Oh my God, I said out loud. Um, And you're like, yeah, you can just change careers completely and find exactly what you're supposed to be doing and make changes. Like, I mean, I've moved jobs. I've moved house. My hubby has moved jobs where the kids have moved schools and nurseries and we're, back home where we can see the cousins pretty much every single day. And that's all from a first phone call in August last year. And we moved into our house in the middle of February. That's quick. Congratulations. (laughs) And I totally relate to that because at 47, I'm going to be 50 this year. At 47, I made the decision that I was going to shift my life. We moved, we've moved twice, moved two different cities and I left the theater world not behind but I made a dramatic shift in the way in which I was working at it so it does take bravery but it is possible and you are living proof of that so let me ask you this how can everyone find you oh exciting well because I have been fortunate enough to have our mutual friend who is at Morgana who is actually my sister-in-law I am working with her and you can find me through um, her website in the associate practitioners pages well you can find us on facebook uh, butterfly effect and or on instagram again brave butterfly effect and you can get us at morganamckayballon.com okay as you know morgana and i are very close and we have a facebook live show that we've done together and we talk weekly we're 
we're best business friends, best or besties. Let's put it that way. So I really appreciate her introduction for me to you and you to all of my people. So thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. So if you enjoyed uh, today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe, to write us a review, and DM me and let me know your takeaway from today's show. I know it's inspiring. In a moment, your life can change. Thank you so much for being here.